In today's episode, we're talking about the compound effect. We all know the significance and importance of compounding in our investments and the way that it can create magic. But today we're going to be talking about compounding effect on your mindset and how this can be a game changer when it comes to actually bringing abundance and wealth into your life. Let's find out how. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today we're talking about the compound effect. Now, I just, I want to clarify what the compound effect is for those who may not be familiar with this concept. Actually, even though I do believe anyone who's listened to this podcast will be familiar with it. But just to make sure that we're all on the same page, compound effect means that over a bit, the same thing, a small thing that over a period of time can really build into something significant. So compounding is one of the major reasons why if you start investing early, even a small amount like $100 a month or £100 a month can lead you to becoming a millionaire within the 10 years period or, or so forth, um, depending on what kind of ROI you're getting. So it's basically built on top of, you know, one thing builds on top of the other and it's, the, it's that that compounding that creates the magic. So initially when you start, the small, the, because of the, the, the movement or the amount, the amount is so small, you don't really feel that the, the significance, you don't really see it changing too much. But over a period of time, um, it really can be, be very significant, especially when it comes to finances. And this is why, you know, compounding is used a lot when it comes to investments. Now I've taken the concept, concept of compounding and I'm trying to, highlight to you the significance it can hold for you in your life over a period of time and I think a lot of people that I come across have this idea that they're going to make radical changes in their life and they're going to do all sorts of stuff and and they have all these you know big ideas and these big promises for themselves but unfortunately they set themselves up to fail so this compounding effect in terms of mindset was brought home to me, was actually made, made um, you know, clear to me in the book, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Now, I did read this a few years ago, but I remember I realizing that I didn't have to change everything in my life overnight. I could actually make small changes and these changes over time could grow into something very, very significant. So, Especially when it comes to, for example, when I went on to my health, and my health, by the, by the way, still is a work in progress. You know, I'm not one of those people who loses weight very, very rapidly. I never do that. I don't gain it rapidly either. I don't do that. But it's it's done over a period of time or it's lost over a period of time, a long time. It's a very slow process for me. But, it, but the point is, I don't do something you know, I don't, I don't make big changes and do it over a shorter period of time. I make small changes and do it over a longer period of time. And this is the power of, you know, of compounding. And this is what Darren Hardy teaches in the, in his book. 
and I highly recommend you go and read that. It's a fabulous book, and I, I need to go back and revisit it myself. It's uh, it it sort of to- talks about how you need to work on your mindset. But if you are trying to use your willpower to change a habit that you have, or the kind of the way you behave, or the way you think, you're up against you're you're literally setting yourself up to fail because it's almost like eating a whole elephant by yourself. You're not going to eat it in one bite. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. I keep using that metaphor. I wish I used something else. But, you know, I, I do love elephants. <laughs> Not the, the, my own metaphor, so go with it. But anyway, um, jokes apart. The thing is, you if you doesn't matter what it is that you want to achieve, doesn't matter what it is that you want to accomplish, it's possible as long as you are willing to put the effort behind it. I was speaking to one of my cousins recently, and I was trying to actually explain to her. And she's some recently come back from his. She moved to to the UK from from Pakistan, and she's a lovely, lovely girl. And I was just just giving her some life advice, to be honest. And I was sort of telling her that she can do anything she wants. The only thing that that you know it's in the way is going to be that everything it comes at a price, and the price is generally consistency and effort and time. And a lot of people, even they, though they start with all the good intentions, they don't they're not ready to commit to kind the kind of time that's required, the effort that's required, that the kind of the the kind of time that's required over a period of time. So people may put the effort in for a day or two or a week or even, or even a month. But the kind of effort that I'm talking about requires sometimes years. It doesn't require many years, but it does require months, you know, year and a half, two years, three years. I don't see any any habit that I've broken, anything that I've managed to achieve, it doesn't take longer than three years. But it doesn't take it doesn't happen overnight. So you need to be committed and you'll find over a period of time things just start growing and getting better and better and better. So I was, I was telling her this and, and, that, and that's where this episode was born that I I need to revisit this compounding effect and she's talk about it on my podcast too because I don't think I've made a significant podcast around this even though it's such a powerful concept. And we're all aware of it by the way. We all know that this can have a great importance in our life but we just don't give it enough significance to put our thought and mind into it. So one of the things that I, I want you to understand when it comes to money, now obviously this is a money podcast, I'm going to think about money, but you can do this around your health, you can do this around, um, you know, any any uh, personality traits that you want to change, because we are creatures of habit. And in essence, what are we trying to do when we're working on a mindset is we're changing our habits. And that takes a long time. Now, I, I read a story, and it may actually have been from the compound effect issue, the story may have come from there. Um, I may be wrong. I think if I can give it credit, I think it's 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 from that book, but it may be from another one. But the story goes this way: that you know there was there was a child and and a mentor or a coach, and they go in a garden, and they were you know the the mentor sort of the coach tells the child pull out um, one of the small saplings, and he sees the small saplings and he you know plucks it out of the ground very easily without much effort. And then the coach tells him to pick a larger one. He goes, okay, you can pull that one out. Now it's still, um, it had, you know, it's still, it's still slightly bigger than the, the, the last one, but was a bit more established with the stem a bit more clear. But he managed to pull that one out too. And then the the coach tells him to go and pick out the next largest one, which is very well rooted, and it had flowering as well, and you know, had had fully bloomed, but still, you know, it was. It wasn't solidly formed. Now the child went and pulled at it, and it did, you know, it it did take some effort, but he managed to pull it out completely. Then 
the, the coach told him to go and push, you know, pull out a hole, this plant that had, that formed. And it, it had, you could tell they had very long roots and it was quite solid. And the child looked at it and, um, and he said, okay. Uh, and then he, he sort of thought, you know, can I do it? But okay, then he went ahead and he tried to pull and pull and pull. And it did take him an hour or so. It took him a long time, but he sort of pulled at it, pulled at it, pulled at it. And in the end, he managed to go and, uh, you know, get, get some sort of, um, uh, utensils to cut through some of the roots and eventually managed to pull it out. Now, once he had pulled that one out with great, a lot of effort to mind, mind you, the coach then tells him, okay, then he points it to the, the oak tree and says, okay, now pull that one out. And the child outright feels that, no, I can't even do that. I just, I just can't even touch that one. I'm not going to, you know, it's something that's beyond me. There's no way I'm going to pull out a, a pull out the tree. And that's the significance of your habits. And that's what the mentor could turn around and said to him. So this is how your habits are formed within you. When it's a new habit, it's easy to replace. It's easy to pull out and take out and replace it with a good one. If it's a couple of years old, maybe it's like a sapling which has bloomed and has blossomed. It's still a bit difficult, but it's still possible to be rooted out. But if you've had a habit that's been formed and that's been ingrained into you and it's now the size of an oak tree, you're going to have that much difficulty uprooting it, right? And this is what most people come across. So when people have this midlife crisis, or most of my clients actually tend to be between the ages of 30 and 60, and you know, a significant proportion of them are around, around 40, at, when they they sort of come to this age, they fear, they realize that they have these habits about thinking and dealing with money, which are the size of an oak tree, which are difficult to replace. And I have had in my I'm pretty good at what I do. It's very rare for me to come across somebody who's as stubborn and who just just doesn't want to you know pull out the, the habits. But I had I have had a couple, and those people who just give up, they just feel so overpowered and and demoralized against this this oak tree in front of them, this this old habit of the way of the way they treat money and the way they behave, the way they behave with money, they just refuse to actually move forward. Most of the people are able to, you know, use the tools that I have and uproot the tree and you know hold and start thinking and behaving and dealing with money differently. The majority of the people do that. I think 95% of the people do that. I'm very good at uh, the success rate for the mastermind is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. But we do get that 5% who are unable to. And it's there's nothing that I can do about it. They have given up on themselves. And that's the case. And that's the case. But the significance in today's podcast is for you to understand. We all are creatures for habits. And certain habits are like oak trees. Now, where does the compounding work? Okay, compounding is working either for you or against you. So over a period of time, if you have the if you have wrong habits, what you'll find is you'll start building on those wrong habits and you'll go down the path and you spiral downwards. Okay, you may not see that eating the extra cookie and that extra you know watching that extra episode on Netflix is doing much to you. But over a period of time, you end up watching more wasting, or as, as I call that, junk food for your mind. You have more, you start taking more junk food for your mind, you less less interactive um, mental stimulation. And you end up spending more time on the couch, on, on the sofa and so forth. Okay. And that deteriorates your health. Now, you may not see it any significant, you know, any significance actually over a week or a month or even a year, but do that for 10 years, you will see a complete different version of yourself. Now, change that to the other way 
if you do have an up, uh, an oak tree like this, when it comes to in terms of your habits of thinking about something, you know you can't approach it there and then. But if you start forming another habit and slowly and slowly chip away at that oak tree, one day you'll get to the point when you just push it over and it will just fall over. And that oak tree is gone. It's uprooted automatically, not by doing it through sheer force, but slowly and gradually building over time. You've built up a new habit, which has taken over up, you know, and just sort of let, you know, taken over the, the soil and you've sort of chipped away at the, at the, at the trunk of the tree. And eventually you've got a new, whole new tree, which is a new habit of yours, which is one which is favorable to you. Most people only see that old oh, compounding can work in favor for you. But that only works if you're consciously aware of it. The issue I have, and this is what was brought home to me by this book, The Compounding Effect, was the compounding effect is always going on. It's always happening. So if it's not your, if you're not using it in your favor, guess what's happening? It's working against you. So it's going to be working, you know, not in your favor, but against you. So you're going to be spiraling downwards, whether it's in your health, whether it's in your finances, whether it's in your relationships, it doesn't really matter. If you're not consciously aware of improving something, you're deteriorating. And this is the reason why Tony Robbins always says this, and I I keep quoting him because he's the first mentor I had. But he always said, and I remember this really came home to me quite early in my early 20s, when he said, you're either growing or you're deteriorating. There's never the status quo. The status quo, you think that you're the status quo is you stand still and nothing changes. That's never the case. You are either growing or you're deteriorating. It's one or the other. And the compounding effect makes you make brings it home and makes you realize why that is. So if you have a habit of reading 10 pages a day, just 10 pages a day, or for 15, or for 15 minutes every single day, that's a small habit. Over a period of time, you've read, you know, a significant amount of books, and depending on what kind of books you read. And that would have a positive impact on your mindset. Let me look on the other side. If you watch just one hour every single day of extra hour of of Netflix or of rubbish TV, as I call it, uh, you know, when you're just mind numbing or whatever, your body becomes lazy and your mind becomes lazy and your, your, your ability to concentrate over a period of time deteriorates and your ability to assimilate and, and formulate and creative ideas deteriorates because your mind is just used to being numb and just, you know, watching stupid Netflix or other programs on Prime, Amazon Prime or whatever not and just sitting there just being, um, you know, a zombie. This is over. This may not be, you know, made clear to you. You may not become aware of it over the, of maybe a month or two months, but over a year or two years, it will be, have a significant impact on you with your ability to create, come up with creative ideas, your ability to formulate this new, um, you know, scenarios or solutions for your problems. And you, you think, why am I? You know, I used to be so creative. Why am I not that creative? And uh, by the way, I'm talking to you. Not, I'm not preaching to you. I'm talking to you someone who's actually been there, done that. So when I had kids, it was very easy for me to, when I'm putting them to sleep, to just watch some extra TV, to do some stuff like that. And I did. And even now when, you know, in the lockdown, I ended up watching a lot more TV than I would have liked because my kids were there and they're watching and I wouldn't watch a program with them. And what I found is I've got into the habit of binge watching a lot of programs. And what does that do? Even though I try to choose the programs I watch very, very carefully, 
irrespective of the, the, the quality of the program, is still mind-numbing. It's, it's taking away the, 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 the need for my mind to think. And so it's killing off my creativity. And I've noticed that there's a significant drop in my creativity because I've been watching extra TV. Now, it didn't happen overnight. It took a year and a half for me to start feeling the, um, the, the, the effects of it. But I'm beginning to feel it. And this is where the book came in so you know, so so properly. I, I mean, like I said, I am quite intuitive. So anything I need is brought to, home to me and uh, I'm made aware of it. My guys and angels really make me aware of what I need to be listening and what I need to be uh, doing at that particular moment of time. And I was made, divine energy made me aware that look what's going on in your life. Look what's happening in your life. You need to change some habits. Now, unfortunately, am I going to be able to switch off Netflix right now? No. So what do I have to do? I have to find a way to have, have create different habits which are not encumbersome on my mind on my and who which don't need my willpower for me to push through every single day they're small enough for me to not pay attention to them and just say okay let's just do it let's just do it and what will happen is as i build on those small small habits over a period of time compound effect will come into place and it would allow me to take bigger, larger, bolder actions and hopefully bring my creativity back into flow and allow me to get into that creativity flow, which I was a couple of years ago, where I'm lacking at the moment. And that's just one aspect of my life. I also realized in terms of my food habits, they deteriorate and it's very easy. So my eating habits are great when I'm consciously aware of them. When I have guests, because I had lots of family over over the last month or so, whenever family's over, it gives me an excuse to go into bad eating habits. Again, this would not be the case if I had slowly and surely built up great eating habits, which solidified would become something that I do without even thinking. Does that make sense? right? So the compounding effect works best when you start with something small and you keep building and you keep doing it again and again and again. And because it's so small, it's easier. So now it's easy as, as Jim Rohn says, when something's small and insignificant, it's easy to do and it's easy not to do. So this is where your willpower will come in to make sure you're consistent with it. You, for example, brushing your teeth is easy to do and easy not to do. But because we've done it for such a long time, you feel icky, you feel weird if you haven't brushed your teeth before going, before going to sleep or when you brush your teeth if you have if you don't brush your teeth first thing in the morning when you wake up that's the case for me so the way brushing your teeth is part of who we are it becomes a habit that you can't even pull yourself away from if you start small habits like that in your life if you introduce them like that in your life what you find over a period of time they will build up now that brings me to another habit about my my teeth i remember you know a few years ago i wasn't big on flossing and my dentist kept telling me about it, and telling me about it, and mouthwash and whatever else. And what I started doing was just, you know, just flossing just for literally 10 seconds. So I would do it for 10 seconds straight after brushing, 10 seconds straight after brushing. What happened is over a period of time, now I don't even think about it, I floss very well every, every, every single day, morning and evening, without even thinking. It's just something become, as soon as I put the, uh, the toothbrush down, the, I pick up the floss, you know, the, the, the small things, I can't remember what they're called now. And, you know, I don't use floss itself. I use those small, what are they called? <laughs> oh no, the name slips my mind. But it's become a habit that over a period of time has, is, having a, is having a great impact on my dental care, right? Now, I'll come back, I come on to the, the reading thing. That, you know, when I first started reading after a significant gap, because, you know, after children, I started with 10 pages. I think that's what I read in one of the books, just start, start reading 10 pages. 
It may have been from compounding book actually, compounding effect actually. But anyway, I, I started reading just to make sure that every day I was reading 10 pages and then I, that grew to a certain time. So now because I'm a pretty fast reader, I do I did speed reading and I've gone back into that. I don't read 10 pages because I can do that very, very quickly. So I read for a period of time and I, try, I changed over to 15 minutes and to 20 minutes and half an hour, whatever else. But it's something that I always do in between. I started a habit of, okay, so instead of listening to music, let me listen to an audiobook. And when I'm just traveling from here to, you know, when I'm dropping the kids off or I'm coming back or whatever, small things, small, small things. What happened is that the cumulative effect of this, the compounding effect of this has had a significant impact on my life and the way I think, the way I behave, the way I deal with things. And this is obvious from what I've achieved. Yes, I've achieved quite a lot and I, and I work, my work ethics is great and I, I put the effort into it. But if you think about it, how did I develop these habits? Because I'm, I'm human. I have the same, you know, <laughs> um, same bad habit of getting into bad habits, so to speak, right? Um, I'm sure there's a pun in there somewhere. Um, but the thing is, you need to... First, make the decision that you do want to change. You want to make the decision that you want to become wealthy, right? We, we're If you listen to this podcast, then that's where you are. The second step is to work out, okay, so what one thing can I start doing right now which will have an, a great impact on my life? And you need to do not great things once, but small little things over and over and over again. This is the distinguishing mark between leaders and achievers and those who are wannabe, okay? There's no point in putting 110% effort into something over a short period of time. I'd rather you put 10% effort into something and do it over a longer period of time and do it consistently. Consistency is the key. So you need to do small things over a longer period of time and do it consistently until it becomes a habit. And then that habit becomes literally ingrained into your psyche that you don't even think about it it just becomes something that you do like reading at least for 15 minutes you know going for a walk exercising and you know watching you know the kind of food you'd intake Uh, there's no harm in indulging every now and again but generally you get to the point that if you eat in a certain way then you can't even eat more than a certain amount of sugar you feel sick if you do you can't eat more than a certain amount of chocolate you can't eat I I can't I really can't have anything in the form of chocolate I can't have chocolate biscuits I don't like chocolate I don't like chocolate it's um uh, you know mousse or cake or anything and the only form of chocolate I have is just normal dairy chocolate and that in small quantities because my body no longer can accept it right so the point of today's episode is for you to do small things small things but on a regular basis until they are ingrained in your psyche and if you want to make a significant change in your life that if you think, okay, like, like you know, the new resolution, I'm going to give up smoking, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to start working out four times a week, start with something that you can do today and then build upon it. Yes, of course, you can go and work out, you know, do, you know, now work out four times a week or three times a week, but start with where you are right now. You know, if right now all you can do is 10, 15 minutes workout, maybe do some dumbbells or some, you know, plank or some of the other things, start with that, but do it consistently. And you need, this is where if you do something small and do it consistently, when you have to, that that pain threshold that, do I really want to do it? Do I really want to do it? That willpower is required. You can push through something like, it's only 15 minutes. I'm sure I can do it. It's only 15 minutes. I can work fine to 15 minutes. 
That 15 minutes is important, but you have to do it, right? Because that 15 minutes will become 20 minutes, 25 minutes, half an hour. When it comes to your finances, I want you to start tracking and I want you to start seeing where are you spending your money and see if you can take one thing away that's unnecessary. For example, if you have an extra subscription to, I don't know, a magazine, or you can cut down on the amount of money you pay. If you have paid multiple places, you know, Netflix and Sky and Virgin and God knows who else, you know, see if you can cut down one of those. See if you can reduce your expenses by at least one expense a month and save, I don't know, even like save 1% of your income and see if you can over a period of 12 months, that'll be 12% that you saved in that year right? So see if you can do small, significant change, small changes which become significant over a period of time because they that's when the compounding effect comes into place and it makes your small actions seem huge because your small actions times by time equals results, okay? So I hope you got value from today's episode. It was really, really important for us to start taking actions now Stop waiting for some magical thing to happen and someday you're going to start, you know, exercising, you're going to start reading, you're going to do all of this stuff. Start with small baby steps now and just get, do it consistently over a period of time. And I promise you, when those baby steps become part of your habit, your daily habit, you'll start taking larger, bolder steps towards in direction of your goal and achieve that goal. Maybe maybe not in the, in the six months that you want to, but maybe in the 18 months or two years time, but you will achieve it, whatever it is that you want to achieve. I promise you, it doesn't take five, 10 years to get there. It does take three to five years. Okay, sometimes you know, anywhere around three, sometimes to five, depending on your, your, what your goal is. But you have to start, and sometimes starting small is the best way to go. Right, so I hope you got value from today's episode. If you do, do leave us a review. I do read those. And if you take a screenshot of your review and send it to us at moneymindsetpodcast at gmail.com, then we will send you our million the merry meditation for free as always as our way of saying thank you for supporting our podcasting journey. Until the next time we meet, this is Gold Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.